Christ on all to Fearless in Devotion. Welcome back to the Fearless in Devotion podcast, sponsored by the Fat Boar Bar and Restaurant. Um, go and visit them. Uh, some news, Tim, don't we, about a event that is happening? Is it confirmed? It is confirmed. It's kind of been a something that's been longer with you. We've been trying to do something for a while, but it's finally come to fruition as I've pulled my finger out amongst other things so yeah at the uh, Myers Green Hall in Wrexham Thursday August the 3rd a kind of a season's eve eve event from around seven o'clock onwards the final details will be released tomorrow and um, ticketing details will be released as well but ultimately the lineup consists of as follows Paul Rutherford of all people along with fellow scouser Neil Ashton two of the better guests we've ever had on the podcasts and very very popular very talkative very likable former players of ours. Along with that, we've got Neil Roberts coming along as well, and Gaz Owen, and Wayne Phillips. They're going to do a little segment based around all the shirts they wore during their time at Wrexham and the shirts they've swapped with other players. Gaz has got loads of good stories as well. So that's happening. There's going to be a prize draw, some really, really good prizes, including a limited edition Four Walls whiskey, which obviously we, we were donated by, by Rob McElhenney recently. Uh, signed ball, all sorts of stuff, tickets to the first game of the season, tickets to the pre-match game with Carlos Edwards at the Meisgren on the 5th of August. Loads of stuff, and we're going to have loads of stall holders selling Rexham FC-related merch, Liam Stokes Massey, um, football shirts galore, Tappy from Rexham Trainer Revival, Tim from Spirit 58 is going to send us some stuff over. So it's kind of like a... Fanzines. Uh, yeah, fanzines will be there. Plenty of fanzines will be available. It's a Wrexham AFC Eisteddfod. Yeah, pretty much. It's going well, to... Do gonna dance. Don't have to, you can dance. You, you have to dress... Um, Andy has to dress up as Mr. Ear, if I heard. That's uh, niche. Not again. Then, not tickets, after what happened last time. Tickets are only going to be a fibre. It's going to be a limited capacity event. It's kind of like a tester event, but hopefully we can... We can sell it out and it can be uh, something that we can we can look to do on a regular basis going forward. So keep your eye, eyes peeled for that tomorrow on all the socials and please help sell it out. It should be a great occasion and get everybody in the mood for the first game of the season 48 hours later. What are we calling it? Fearless in Devotion Live. Fearless in Devotion Unleashed. No, it's, it's, not live. it's not live yet, but we will be doing maybe a live pod in the near future. However, if you want well, to... I mean, it is live, because it's literally happening well, Yeah, we're not recorded live. The right. way you said it, that's not what I said. Fidfest. Well, right. Fidfest. Tell you what, ch- ch- chuck in some ideas. To please tweet us some, some of your ideas for a... Uh, How many times do I have to say Fidfest? That's crap. No, I don't like Fidfest. Fidstock. Fidstock. So we're going down the, the obvious route. Just tweet us some ideas. The best one... Yeah, gets three entries in the next Wins. one. I don't know. Very yeah, exciting. Something. Although, apologies uh, in advance, I uh, can't be there, so there's no Yay. real point going. Uh, nice. Good, good news uh, for all of you, for everyone else. I will, I will actually be in. Um, and this is this is not a joke. I will be in a German forest. Um, this is Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> doing tennis. No, doing larping. Which uh, for those of you. Uh, who don't know, yeah, I know what it is. including me until a week ago, live action role play. Yeah. Uh, so I will be taking part in a, you'll in a, be, in a medieval you'll, quest. You'll be a sexy midwife. You're going to be a buxom wench. No, no. 
No, I think I'm going to be some form of um, knight in a tunic of some description. Um, but yeah, it, it, it sounds fun. But either way, I have a genuine reason to not be there. Um, but still, that's very exciting and more details to come over the next week or two. Anyway, moving on to the podcast, let's crack on. Lots of news. The uh, the team are in the US. Andy, our USA correspondent, as you can see there, all the glitz and glamour of the uh, of America behind him in that dark grey room. How? Uh, oh, yeah, it's like it's like Times Square here, isn't it? At the, bottom, cor- at the bottom of some stairs, no doubt. From our own correspondent, um, what's it been like? Uh, a bit of disclaimer: I've not been doing the sort of tried and trusted. Um, Wrexham sort of team stroke fan um, journey because we we sort of done our own thing really so we flew into DC drove down to um, North Carolina to Durham stayed with us or spent a lot of time with Tom and Justin I don't know if you remember those guys who were on the pod a couple of couple of months ago reviewing uh, Welcome to Wrexham so those guys for a bit went over to Chapel Hill Chapel Hill was crazy fair play there was a Wrexham fan zone. We had to queue to get in. Uh, you could meet and greet Fleur if you wanted to. Um, it was like, and a lot of people, you know, were queuing for merchandise. I was selling fanzines. There was Betty Buzz um, Mixer. Um, there was, <laughs> it was just lots of Wrexham related stuff and everyone seemed to really be into it. And so many people came up and said about the, the, um, the podcast and the fanzine uh, we saw Alex from last week and Adam from last week they were there I'm about to meet Alex in about an hour after this because I'm in Baltimore at the moment and he's uh, he's I think it, what's his uh, Twitter handle Tim is it Baltimore Baltimore Wrexham fanatic oh I can see uh, I can't remember now you put me on the spot something like that okay yeah well anyway um yeah, it's, either way, he's a Wrexham fanatic and he's from Baltimore. That's all you need to know. Yeah, and, and he was getting well into it, you know, with, with his two daughters. Uh, so was Adam. So was a lot more sitting around us, just, you know, asking asking questions about Molly and asking questions about Wrexham, about the team, about the area. I mean, you finally get a, a you finally get a sort of an idea of how big it is out here. It's big. On the pitch. Uh, you were there in uh, North Carolina for the game against Chelsea. Obviously, not a great result. What were you five uh, 0 I think we lost. What was the? What were your thoughts? Yeah, a bit, bit of a tough, uh, bit of a, a tough scoreline. That I don't think it was a five 0 game. Uh, but you know, all I wanted was fitness and and some sort of semblance of, of formation and tactics. And I, I think we got that. Uh, I think. Chelsea took every single chance they they had because you know they're a Premier League team. They want to impress a new manager. They're youngsters. They're clinical, um, and you know they scored early on. It was quite hard for us to get back into the game. It was very hot. I will say that very hot. It's, a, it's probably our first real preseason game, so there was a bit of rust out there. Uh, but I think once we got over the shock of going behind, they put some good passages of play together. Mullin got on the end of a few. Um, you know, Dolby was was effective. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not one of these people to sort of start start saying we're going to have a terrible season because we've lost, you know, one one preseason game. Uh, for me, did everyone come through it uh, injury free? Yes. Well, in that case, for me, it's a result. Well said, Andy Gilpin, the voice of reason. 
Because there, there have been some hysterical reactions, to be fair, over there. Has there? By you? Tim? Yeah. By me? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, Andy, I, 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 I mean, I was, Liam would always give you an hysterical reaction. Andy, can I just ask, are you, are you actually in America? Uh, why does it look like I'm just in a Holiday Inn in Loughborough? It looks it a lot like your like... flat in, in uh, North London. And, and all we've oh. seen is we've seen a picture of you at the bottom of some stairs and a bust of Thomas Jefferson, which could have been anywhere as far as I'm concerned. So I don't believe you're actually in the US. I think you're hoodwinking us. Uh, OK, what, what could I do to prove? Do I need to get a 10 gallon hat on and a bolo tie? Uh, right, OK. All right, here's, here's, here's something. If I get caught smoking, I have to pay $250. Why are you smoking weed? Oh, well, I'm not because <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pay two hundred and fifty dollars. It makes a difference. Have you not seen anyway. the wire? I mean, it, lucky it's just weed. Indeed. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Moving on to the second game, which was uh, last night, or when you're listening to this, two nights ago. Um, strong win against LA Galaxy. Um, did anyone stay up to watch it? Can, uh, can I just have a bit of disclaimer before I actually put it off to someone who did watch it? I stayed up for the first half. I thought we were pretty decent. Uh, they had a couple of chances. I knew we'd ground them down in the second half. Unfortunately, I fell asleep by the second half. And when I woke up, we were already 2 0 up. <laughs> and I thought, I did that thing where I paused YouTube and I went, when I get up tomorrow, I'm just going to press play on this and watch the rest of it. Yeah, but I had to drive to Baltimore so I couldn't. Fair enough. But I mean, Pretty comprehensive victory, although obviously they're playing a, a, a very young side. Uh, Liam, any thoughts on the highlights and the goals? Yeah, I've seen seen the highlights. There's one uh, really nice move, well, actually a couple really. I think, but I think for the Andy Cannon goal, really nice weighted pass uh, by Mullin. I think that's actually Andy Cannon's first goal, isn't it, for for Wrexham since he's joined? So um, decent to see, and I just like the fact that. Tom O'Connor was playing in midfield and doing Tom O'Connor things because I want that man in our midfield this season. I want him starting there instead of instead of centre back. We've got a, seem to have a wealth of riches now in defence. Although we've just learnt that Jordan Tunnicliffe might be out for the start of the season, um, but I would hope to see Tom O'Connor, you know, ticking things over at the base of that midfield. Yes, the um, Tunnicliffe news. What do we make of that? Mm, uh, well, yeah, it's a blow, but it's not like we're we're not well stocked there. I mean, we'll probably talk about the midfield starters later as part of our regular segment, which ends in ends in a week. What's, what, <laughs> That's what's a regular injury? Is it hamstring? Calf. Uh, but I, I think it's a back related injury, possibly. I, I believe I thought it was calf. There was a calf strain I read earlier, um, and he says it's not serious, but he definitely won't be ready for the start of the season. Um, how, and maybe go some ways to explaining why they were keen to get another centre back in. Maybe you know one or two of them have been carrying a niggle. Um, so once again, the powers that be in football at the club know more about football than us. Shock. There we go. Hmm. Andy's taking that very personally. Anyway, um, uh, Tim, the Tunnicliffe injury. Not too concerned about it. Hopefully, be back soon, mid-August, maybe. Yeah, it's as if they already kind of preempted it by signing a defender so you know we're, we're, we're well stocked at the back to be honest and as much as it is a blow and I would have liked him to start um, you know in, in the words of Welsh Beast um, Will Boyle looks like a right tough bastard so chuck him in there you know he's come from a higher level he's, he's going to slot in quite nicely 
and yeah, I, th I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay if you're going to get you go, you're going to pick up knocks and stuff on on this tour. You just are because of the nature of it. it's so arduous that the minutes in that heat, etc. There's going to be knocks. So if we come away from it with one or two that aren't serious long term injuries, then I'll take that all day long. Yes, well said. Um, There's some talk of Mullin carrying a knock was taken off yesterday. Uh, Andy, mm. you're a man on the ground. You got uh, any info on that? Hoping you. you... Uh, was he? Uh... I, th I think I think it might be when he followed up the ball for the goal because he kind of clambered into the net, was clattered mm. between the post and the keeper and another defender. So when he got up, there was no celebration. It was more like he was. Um, he took a bit of a knock in that collision. And getting the ball over the line, I don't think it's anything, anything more serious. If it's an impact injury, it should be fine. I mean, it, it's a pull or a strain that you don't want now, but impact is is usually a couple of days. Um, yeah. And you know, we we've got cover there as well with Waters and and Dolby. We do. Can we just say a little bit, just touching on the US thing because we could talk about it for ages. The, the, all the sort of grandeur that's gone with it, and the, and the bus with the US invasion and all that stuff on it, but. All the players have conducted themselves so well. And I think that's translated really well. A lot of fans saying, don't get that with, with some of the top five players, which, of course, you don't as much. So it's good to see the players really put themselves out there. Led from the front by Mullen, I think somebody posted the other day that he spent maybe half an hour to an hour just going around doing selfies of people who wanted them after the, the, the Galaxy game. So... Again, it just kind of shows you the, the kind of the measure of him and, and the squad we've got, and that they're, they're willing to go above and beyond what would be, you know, expected of them. Really, yeah, he did the same. Uh, he did the same in Chapel Hill, like playing football with a little, little lad for a couple of minutes. After you know, he doesn't need to do stuff like that. He's already dressed. He, he could just get on the bus, but he wanted to stay. He wanted to to repay the sort of, to, 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 you know, just to repay the, the fandom he's he's had over here. Moving on, some good news, some unexpected uh, good heartwarming news this week was the appearance of Brian Flynn on tour with the lads, which I don't think anyone knew about. Um, that's great, right? Like, how, how good is it that they've got Flynnie back involved? That's great. I wonder if, I, I, I don't know, maybe they heard the pod and just sort of listened to, to Brian talk so well about the club and and have a great memory and have a clear idea of what he was doing then. And maybe they thought, well, maybe he can help us in the future. I mean, there was talk that maybe he might be involved in, in the youth setup. What a perfect person to, to help you with that. I mean, Let's just Brian, assume that that's what happened and we can yeah. claim credit for it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Brian is a tireless worker, even, you know, even at his age now, he still knows football. He still has contacts in every part of the game. Um, he'll know all about the Welsh youth development. He'll know about any any sort of development in northwest of England. He seems perfect for the sort of brain that you really want to uh, to pick as we try and uh, redo our youth our youth setup. And you know, let's not forget that he took that centre of excellence playing on a car park outside the racecourse and made them an academy, uh, playing the likes of Liverpool. Uh, Everton and Man United on a regular basis, and if he even gets fifty percent of the way there with this this youth setup, it's 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 going to hold us in good stead. I'm kind of excited at the fact that Flynnie's there, and, and the players and the management and staff potentially use him as a sponge for all the knowledge to do with the club previously. Of course, people are going to be asking, "What was it like in your time?" You know, tell us about some of the the harder 
points in the club's history which he oversaw, some of the great days as well. So delighted for Flynn to be an ambassador and uh, yeah, here's hoping it's a, it's a long-term part of the strategy. Yeah, just makes you smile to see that little uh, little smiling face with the uh, straw hat on on the pictures on the on social media. I noticed someone also said he was speaking to some fans before on the games, and he had his old I don't know if it was like a security pass from when it was Wrexham. I think it's about thirty odd years old this security pass, and he still keeps hold of it. So uh, yeah, just a nice little addition. Yeah, top man. Glad to see him involved. Right, it's time now for one of your favourite segments of the week with one of the greatest jingles of, t- of uh, the podcast. Uh, we uh, The name changes every week. Uh, this week I'm going to go with Liam Randall's Big Moves. To move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. That was Real to Real featuring the Mad Stuntman. It was the Eric Eric Moore Club mix. And what and a Eric seamless, Eric what a seamless transition. You can tell that we've done 120 on episodes or whatever it is. <laughs> um, either way, Liam, uh, take it away. What, what has your snout uh, told you this week? Okay, so Wonderboy, ha- we've got a bit of a, a rollover this week because I wasn't on the pod last week. So we've got a bit of a rollover of transfer news so you might remember that we were closely linked with Nick Powell sort of early days of the transfer window before he joined went on to join Stockport now according to Wonderboy this now to me this sounds like the sort of thing you'd say if you'd missed out on a player but according to him Nick Powell didn't join us as he didn't pass the parky personality test do we think that's true I mean, is the is the Parky personality test? Would you take less than three grand a week? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it could. Uh-huh. Well, that was t- attaching them up to to sort of electrodes and and things like that. I reckon he sat him down. Went, Nick, are you a fucking fanny footballer? To which he probably replied, yes. There's the oh, exit. Thank you. Electrodes. Now you've just made this bloody PJ. Oh sure, it's one swear word. Put a, put a PG logo on it. It's not family fun <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> so yeah that is our first little uh tidbit uh mini update on bolton left wing back Declan john who we've been linked with on a number of occasions apparently bolton are being stubborn in terms of uh letting him go to us the stubborn bar stewards i will say because i think we've used up our swearing quota um, the club did want to add another unnamed person on the Friday before last when we signed Boyle, uh, but it didn't commit together in time for the tour. Um, so there's also news of another striker who we've missed out on. Former Stevenage striker Luke Norris turned this down in favour of Tranmere as he wanted to be guaranteed game time. Now I can see that I've sort of wondered throughout the transfer window if that's perhaps holding us back in terms of bringing a striker in because I'm not sure about you guys, but personally, I don't see anyone immediately unsettling the partnership of Palmer and Mullin up top. So I, I, I have actually wondered if, if that's maybe a stumbling block. I don't know what you think. Depends what calibre you're bringing in really, isn't it? If you're bringing someone in from the championship, yeah, it is going to rock that, that, that partnership. Um, what, what I'd say is, look, you know, we, we're, we're past the, past a stage now where we can't bring in loan players we're past the stage where we can't bring in people two or three months into the season 
at the moment, we've got Mullin fit, we've got Palmer fit, we've got Dolby to come in, we've got Walters to come in. Um, I think that's probably enough to go into a season with, but I would be amazed if round about October or even November, we hadn't signed a new striker because there's wear and tear. You want to rest people. Um, people become available after the transfer window that maybe they can't, maybe they're not now. So who you knows? say Walters then or Walters? No, I mean, I think we're playing Julie Walters up front. <laughs> yeah. John Walters. Yeah. Like, you say that, I think Bickerstaff scored a couple for the other day as well, apparently. Um, reserves. Is can he get on the bench? Tim, do you know? Can he get on the bench? Yeah, I think he can. Hmm. I think he can. Sorry, just to, just to say that because we can get we can get a couple of youth team players in on this bench if they've come through the... Uh, Come through our youth yeah. system, so I think I think the cup competitions is where the likes we're going to see um, yeah. Vickers and whatnot have a have a say. So we'll see. Okay, well, just this, a couple of um, oh, there's more. Sorry, Leah. Uh, yeah, no, just saying that. Um, so apparently, the club is also taking a look to the League of Ireland in its uh, search for players. No specific names, but um, I was trying to think if we if we ever signed someone directly from. From the Irish leagues before, um, Barry Hunter came from the Northern Irish, Irish League. Does that count? Coleraine, wasn't it? I think we signed him from. Well, uh, I thought, we? well, Barry Hunter, we got from Crusaders, which I think is a Northern Irish club. There's also okay. Dave Warren, who played, who came from an Irish team. Um, John Holmes. John, who? Sorry. John Holmes. Uh, no, I thought he came from City. He did. You're right. Yeah. I'm just thinking. Just goes to show, though, that they're leaving, I guess, no stone unturned. We're not just looking, you know, to English leagues, looking a bit further afield. Again, yeah. Why would Brian Flynn worked for worked for Brian Flynn? So you know, yeah. why would you not? I mean, if if he if Brian Flynn went across to Ireland, they would praise him as a leprechaun. So. <laughs> Very true. Um, and shrine somewhere in Northern Ireland. <laughs> perhaps just, probably quite obvious, but they're not expecting any transfer action until we get back from the US but I think that was pretty much a given given the fact that you've got Sean Harvey Fleur etc out there I didn't really anticipate seeing any any movement while we're out there so yeah that concludes they've got Wi-Fi yeah. in business class haven't they well and and everything's done by e-sign I'm, I'm told these days so it's not like you well, need to no get them... hang on is Gary not not manning that fax well HP we're going to send us a new one apparently so Right, okay. Well, is there any more, Liam? Any more intel? That concludes Wonder Boy's wondrous transfer updates. So, thank you. Moving seamlessly on to um, whether, with one, not one, but two weeks to go before the campaign, are we feeling adequately prepared, having made only one signing? Uh, Tim, personally or, or team wise? Personally, from your perspective, do you think that, you know, are, are we adequately prepared to start League Two? Uh, yes. Yeah, I do. Look look what they've been doing out here. It's warm weather training. They've got the top facilities. That Chapel Hill stuff is absolutely amazing. If they were, if they were getting into the university stuff there, that is absolutely amazing facilities. Um, you know, they've had the runaround against Chelsea a little bit. They've had a confidence booster against LA, which again is still in humid heat, 
and still have to like really, you know, you have to try and dominate that game. And they did. Um, I think what will happen again is I think they'll probably lose three, three, four goals against United. But then I think they'll come back strong and beat the union as well. Um, I think fitness wise, they'll be in the right, in the right sort of place. Yeah. Tim, agree, disagree? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, the, the selfish fan of me wants to say, yeah, maybe we're too light, but when you look at the squad, I, th- I think if you look at the squad on paper, we, it's easy to forget how good a squad this is. You know, it's, they, they've been together for a while now. They know each other inside out. I think it's just going to be a continuation right from last season. Um, I don't think, like we said all along, we don't need to tweak it too much. I wouldn't be surprised to see us get another face in for the door the week leading up to the first game. Would not at all be surprised. So, you know, he's put feelers out at players that are already at clubs. They may well have made a decision. It's like, well, we'll sort out the, the finalities when we get back. So there's no possibility we will get back. We haven't done a loan player in, in years. So, I mean, Parky doesn't seem to like really... loans, does he? Is that, is no, that know, like going but... on a limb? No, no, I'm, I think he has liked loans before, but it's hard to get that top quality loan player to come to the to the conference. Clubs like Liverpool or you know Everton or people don't want to lend players to the conference, and they don't want to lend their top youth players to the conference. But what they might want to do is lend it to a league club who are doing well in front of big crowds with expectation. So I would don't don't discount a loan player coming in like a top level loan player Parky's done it before he's got the contacts people want to send their players to Wrexham there you go you hear it here first Liam are you feeling adequately prepared what personally I mean I've got I've got the shirt you know I'm uh, you know um, in terms of the actual team though I think you know I've said it before that I wouldn't be scared sending this team into the first game you know you look what they did last season would I as Tim said, quite greedily, like maybe one extra face. I think potentially. For me, the position maybe I'd like to strengthen most is left wing back. That's no disrespect to the the players we've got in that position at the moment, but it's the one where I could potentially see us, you know, being targeted defensively. Um, but that said, you know, we've got plenty of players who can play there. It wouldn't be a disaster if we started the season uh, like this and. You know, from what I've seen of the facilities over in the US as well, I think from a, a physical and fitness perspective, they'll be well equipped as well. Yes, indeed. Well, who knows what we'll have in the next couple of weeks anyway. And as Tim says, perhaps the week before the first game, we'll be seeing some action. Uh, moving Please. on. Yes. Uh, well, just a nice little segue. Should we sort of pick our midfield now? Because it's something that we've been doing the last couple of couple of weeks. Let's do it. In our regular... Um, feature now which uh, we started four weeks ago we haven't done since um but uh this is the second installment of uh us picking our did it when you were away third installment what did you do in the oh you did the wing backs yeah yeah third installment of course sorry um generally want to rattle through the team so far uh yeah i think we did fostering goal i think we went for i think we went for hayden didn't we tim i'm pretty sure Hayden, Toza, and Tunnicliffe. You went Tunnicliffe. I went Owen O'Connell. Um, mm. but we went. We ended with Tunnicliffe. We went Mendy and uh, Barnett. Barnett. Yeah, cool. So now we're going to choose our midfield. Who would like to go first? Who was to set their stall out early? Uh, 
Liam, oh. you've already said that on, you wanted to see Tom O'Connor in midfield, so I'm assuming he's one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Just I, I just rate him really highly. I just like how he makes it look easy in midfield. You know, mops the ball up, gets it moving again. I'd say nothing fancy, but actually, I remember some of the like the crossfield balls he played against the likes of um, Coventry last season. Just top quality. So him at the base. Um, then Elliot Lee in the attacking role, just because I think he's, you know, again, he's really added to us since he came in, not just in an attacking sense. He also does his duties tracking back. Um, and then I think just, just for having, for the sake of having a balanced midfield, um, I'd like to see James Jones in there just because I think he does a lot of the running, um, in midfield. And you saw in the likes of the Notts County game as well, he can, be really useful on the overlap as well. So for me, that's my free. Andy Cannon just misses out. I think he's a quality player, but sometimes I think he has a tendency to overplay it, which could be, you know, caught out in, in League Two, but that's just my view. You're entitled to it. Strong start. Tim, next. Yeah, uh, O'Connor's got a start without a doubt. I think he could be our key midfielder this season, um, providing he stays injury-free. Lee, again, definitely. And yeah, I think I'm the same as Liam. Just just shades Cannon. I think I'm going to go with um, with Jones, just because he offers that dynamism that we need as well. Um, just energy levels as well, tracks back. So, yeah, those are my three. That's two out of two with the same answer, Andy. I, uh, I was nodding. My, I was shaking my head then because that was exactly my free, and I thought I was being a bit contrary, but I'm, obviously I'm not. Um, yeah, O'Connor. O'Connor is by, by far our best midfielder. Um, I think Lee not only adds a lot of attacking impetus, but it's just his work rate. He runs everything down, um, and I think I think Jones will get better the more we go up the leagues. I think he gets got bogged down a little bit in in the national league, um, but I think. There'll be a little bit more time on the ball for him um, higher up and just his work rate makes us tick. It just it just leads everyone else by example. So they'd be my three. I mean, I, I thought Cannon played really, really well yesterday, but I still, I don't know. I just, I think for me, it's either Cannon or, or O'Connor. And I just think O'Connor is, is far, far above him. And we've got a total clean sweep, ladies and gents, because I, I totally agree. I think... Um, Jimmy Jones, JJ, fantastic player. Um, always said it, always will. Um, but no, yeah, they're, they're three fantastic players and they'd be my starting three, you know, and you've got then Cannon, who, as you say, is probably the most obvious direct replacement for Tom O'Connor. Should he be needed to go in defence? Can't see that being necessary. Oh, no. I bloody hope not. Or should he be injured? Then you've also got um, Jordan for Elliot Lee and you've got Youngy for... Uh, James Jones. So, I mean, yeah. I think we've got really good coverage there. And those, I think, I think there's a general consensus that those who are starting midfielders. So, great. Next week, strikers. Um, which that'll should be a long debate, won't it? That'll be a very long, that'll be another, I think that'll go quite uh, similarly to this one. Uh, but who knows? We just, who knows what happens in the next against Man United? Uh, we might be talking, um, could be players injured. Let's hope not. Um, moving on, Wrexham women. Uh, another big week for them. Signed two players, and Tim. The fixtures um, are out this week, aren't there? For their first sort of appearance in the in the big league. Yeah, Adran Premier League fixtures are out ten o'clock on Wednesday. 
um, Wrexham women um, prepping well for that. They drew two each at Shrewsbury um, Sunday afternoon. Shrewsbury kind of double champions in whatever league they play in. Um, forgive my ignorance. So yeah, they were leading 2-0, uh, 2-1 at halftime, drew two each. I'm not sure if both new players um, played. We've got Hannah uh, Karyopoulos, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, she played and scored um, Welsh International, so big signing for, for the Wrexham women, mm-hmm. along with uh, Karen Allen, defender, comes with a decent pedigree as well. I think she's won three promotions in, in the last three seasons with Stourbridge, but she's ex-Aston Villa, so yeah, Wrexham women recruiting well for their uh, their maiden voyage into the Adran Premier and, and showing that they're not going to go there just to make up the numbers. Yeah, I really hope they can hit the ground running. I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, but a lot of games here down in the south, so lots of opportunities for the for the Rexiles down here to, to go and watch a few games because it might be quite difficult to watch the men's this year, as already quite a few of us are. Uh, finding out uh, on the ticket situation. I mean, um, we're already, I think, seeing the remarkably increased demand that there is, not just for home tickets, but for away tickets as well, right? Andy, do you manage to get any Wimbledon ones? Uh, yeah, I completely forgot. My mate Chris bailed me out. So I've got, we've got two for Wimbledon. Um, that's just because we're part of each other's network. We're both season ticket holders. So once he got in, he managed to navigate the, uh, the uh, it's, it's like Ticketmaster. It's like a, it's, remember that show Nightmare, where you have to sort of like guide someone f- through something. With the helmet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. It, it it can be tough. But Chris, I just Chris get sessioned timed out all the time. Like yeah. I get in the in a queue, and then it always happens. You'll get there, and like oh great, dead quick, put them in, and then suddenly you've been timed out, and I've, it's been like ten seconds. Sometimes okay. they're still in your inbox, though. Oh, they're still in your in your sort of checkout. Yeah. Um, nice. Mm. Yeah. It, it's it's I'm not perfect. Yeah, but we will be with Ticketmaster unless there's a loyalty scheme, and I think we're a way off that. I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I think that will cost the club a lot more, and I think the club quite like the idea of spreading tickets between as many fans as possible at the moment, uh, rightly or wrongly. But yeah. I, as I said a couple of weeks ago, I, I know I'll miss out on a couple of games that I want to go to this season. But, you know, that's the price you pay for having more interest in your club. And I'd rather be where we are than where we were four or five years ago, where I could get a, a, I could get a ticket really easily. Yeah, well said. Tim, any thoughts? Have you, uh, have you been uh, on the ticket hunt? Obviously, a bit the first game as a season ticket holder. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was in a panic. I, I kind of made sure I, I set aside the time at work to to get on in a, you know in due course. I managed to get on. Then there was a thing saying there's so many hundred people in front of you. I thought, great, if that stacks up and that's correct, then I'm going to get a ticket, um, which I did. It was very. I found it the easiest experience I've had so far in terms of trying to obtain one. You know, there's been previous times, Torquay, for example, where it was just. No, and impossible. It just just didn't happen. Uh, luckily, I did end up getting into that game. But yeah, again, the, the, some people did experience difficulties. Some people said, you know, I was supposed to to get one. It said there were so many hundreds, but then it timed me out, and I jumped back in, and they said there was nothing left. So it's still not um, pleasing everybody, that's for sure. Um, which is difficult, and you're not going to please everybody. And obviously, there's still tickets set aside 
as 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 the time this recording for the members, which I think go on sale on Monday. Bills will go dead quickly as well. Um, Tim, just remind me, can we as season ticket holders go for those again? Are we technically the members? There's not been any real clarity about it. You would assume because we are members as season ticket holders, then you conceivably could. So you get a second bite of the cherry. However, I think the discrepancy is if you're just a member and you're not a season ticket holder, that's where that spare allocation will go to. Is it three? Yeah, I, I would say so. I, that's what I, I, I. Yeah, I would assume is that. Otherwise, what is the point in setting that up to say, right, yeah, you know, because yeah. a 70-30 split. So I assume that it's only going to be available to those who are members only and are not season ticket holders and members, because um, that would yeah. make no sense in what the club have, have, uh, have developed and put into place. Tim, can I just say before Reese comes back in, that black shirt looks absolutely great. I mean, I've not yeah. seen it. I've not seen mm -hmm. it live, as it were. Yeah, it's been delivered, but obviously I'm in Baltimore, so I can't. Uh, I haven't uh, put it on yet. But the black looks really. I think it looks really dark. It looks really, really good. I think. Nice. It's nice. I was going to do a shirt with you, and never got round to it. There's a, there's a, a slightly weird apron i'm calling it at the bottom which is just the red bit which kind of curves longer than maybe what it needs to but i'm a shirt snob um you've got this three button down collar thing which when you even pull it apart it doesn't make much difference that it still holds itself but yeah really really nice. that collar yeah well yeah it's just it's just a nice looking shirt you know it's really nice it's, it's been a long time coming um very long time coming since we've had a black shirt and i think it will be a uh strong seller as they all are but to be honest I'm, I'm most looking forward to to the white one which i know is not to everybody's taste but having seen it on show in that first game against chelsea it's very much up my street big fan of it so the black one's been delivered but the white one's still on the white, i think they phased it in the sense right we're having this week which is the the home shirts they've been gone and, and, and sent then we're having this week which is the black shirts gone and sent you know, I, I had mine the day after they went out in the club shop on Wednesday, so I had mine on the Thursday. Um, I was I pre-ordered this with my season ticket renewal. Um, so they are they are kind of filtering through slowly but surely. So I would imagine that this week we will probably see, you know, white shirts now being um, sent out. So I imagine that's how they're phasing it. And I, I, I dare say season tickets will probably be sent out this week, or will land on your phone if you if you if you opted for the digital option. And some people have said, oh, why do they wait so long to do this? Um, it's one of those, isn't it? I mean, you could send it out and then you mislay it and then they've got those issues to deal with, mislaid season tickets, I've lost this, I've lost that. So it's just probably avoiding that pitfall as well, potentially. Especially, it'd be interesting to see how many people have gone for that digital option because you can just drop on your phone three days before. The, the, I can't remember the, what I did. I I've gone physical option, I think. Yeah, I've gone Just because I'm old school. But I, th I, th I dare say that those will start happening once they've got all, they've dealt with all the retail um, chaos of, of shirt sales and everything else. And I, I, th I think, um, yeah, the season tickets will start dropping, I would assume, tail end of this week, I imagine. Nice one. Nice one. Um, very exciting. And as Andy says, really great that the black shirt looks dark. Um 
Uh, you said that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have an opportunity to come in and say what a ridiculous statement that was. Well, no, but that's what I was on about, you you absolute melon. I said last week, I just didn't... Well, it looked more two-tone than, than that. Oh, OK, fine. I missed some context. You thought it was you scar, did you? You're on bloody podcast again, <laughs> have you? I zone, I zone you out, mate. I, it just gets straight away. Right, anyway, some more news this week. Welcome to Wrexham Season 2, release date and trailer, September the 12th. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is exciting. And, Tim, what can you tell us? There was a there was a nefarious uh, or some dodgy list of episodes going around, wasn't there, which yeah. set some uh, alarm bells <laughs> ringing, to be totally honest with you. Don't read between the lines, but I can 150% tell you that that wasn't accurate um, at all. So, yeah, what you've seen isn't accurate. It was a very <laughs> good fake, if, it, if, if that's what it was. <laughs> there, there might be some on it which was semi-accurate, but the... the, the it's the, a believable the, fake. They're the best the, sort the, of fake. The, the message that's been relayed to me is that it's not, it's not um, accurate. I was so. really looking forward to the Bukaki episode as well. God, and you're worried about me swearing? Jesus, get <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh God! One of my work colleagues thought that that was a parrot form of parrot. Can we can we absolutely move on from this conversation? Um, so uh, that's great news. Uh, the trailer. Uh, that's what. What's the situation with the trailer? It's, it's um, a brief snippet, brief snippet, mm. tipping's in it. Um, mm. Neil Roberts is in it. <laughs> Neil's been getting pelters, he's been telling me for, for slouching in his chair whilst they filmed <laughs> it. And, and like people having a go at him, like, oh, don't worry about that. You've you played your part in uh, in Wrexham folklore. You can, you're entitled to do whatever you like. So there is nothing worse than when you're sat in a chair and don't realize that you look like a sack of spuds and then you see a picture afterwards. So I, my thoughts and prayers are with Neil. But we're there. not calling. We're not calling Neil Roberts a sack of spuds. Just Absolutely not. I've not seen. I've not. I didn't. I didn't think that he was slouching. It doesn't. It wasn't, didn't come to my mind. But um, yeah. but yeah. again, uh, Neil Roberts, one of our guests for the Fid Stock Fid whatever bash, will be there. So we'll get a bit of an insight as to as to hope, hopefully his wider involvement in season two. Go and find it. It's going to be out on Hulu and Disney and everything else. And yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be great because I think there's a there's a decent ending to it, isn't there? Bloody hell! So. I hope they haven't changed the ending. <laughs> Alternative endings could be. Um, anyway, lastly, uh, last talking point is that the Cymru national football team is returning to the Kai Ras. Uh, Got to ask Tim this first. Excuse me. What? Well, no, Tim is Mr. Wales. I mean, I mean, got to ask him first. Yeah, I mean. And delighted because was it five years since our last game, and then before that was something like twelve years. I don't know. We had we had the Trinidad and Tobago game. Ben Wood, Woodburn scored the only goal, but really horrible, rubbish game. It was it was really really bad. It was the first time we've seen the Kairas packed in, or the Stoke Kairas we should refer to. First time we've we've seen it packed in ages. It was great to see so many people from all over the country come up for the game. And yeah, it's it's not. I'm trying not to see it as a token gesture. It's just very much another positive step forward to have the games here, to have them under the new lights, for people to come back that may have not been to the racecourse or Wrexham for ages, and to see the progress that the club is making off the pitch as well as on it. We don't know. And to see how much of a trek it is. 
Let's see how much you can put a public to, to oh, the public. Such a South Walesian no, slant no, no, on everything. No, 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 no. Oh, it Frig. takes so long to get it. Let's just do it in Clinetly. <laughs> I forgot the date. I forgot the date of it. It's in October. It's going to be great. It's going to sell out. Um, it's a shame that the old guard are kind of leaving us in terms of you know there's going to be no bail, but hopefully we will see the likes of uh, of a rejuvenated Aaron Ramsey. Now he's a Brennan, yeah, Brennan Johnson, you know, the future is there and the future is still bright despite recent results and performances. So, yeah, get behind that. It's going to be really good and hopefully you might see the the the, the sprouts of a, the new cop taking place at that point. So we'll see. Tim, very quick yeah. question. Which yeah. is the first Wrexham player who's going to represent Wales? Uh, Paul Mullin. Okay, fair enough. At that game? Hopefully. Uh, I... I, I I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because there's an argument that, oh, well, it'd be great to have him play. Yeah. There's a lot, My big bugbear, I see a lot of fans saying, I don't want him playing for Wales because it'll impact on Wrexham. But we're more than just a one-man team. We've seen that. I get he's massively crucial to, to, to what we're trying to achieve. But to me, the ultimate accolade is, is to play for your country. You know, whilst I used, get, I, used to get, I used to get massively emotional by Wrexham players representing Wales. And it's it's been so long since I like a Mark Jones and Steve Evans and, and you know, Neil Roberts and all these players that, that we would have we would have international calls between Wales and, and the, the Flinidadians and we'd have matches called off as a result of that. You know, that's a way, way, way down the track of that happening ever again. But I'm excited by it. And I think if Mullin continues his goal scoring prowess, which I have no doubt he will, I find it hard that I'll be amazed. If he yeah. doesn't play against Gibraltar, I will be absolutely amazed. Is there a danger that it becomes a bit of a token gesture? Yeah. I'm not saying that it would be, but I just is it just a bit too perfect that he gets randomly picked just for Gibraltar? You pick, pick the team. You pick the best team for that match, right? That's what should be happening. Yeah, but you pick the guy, you want to have a look at him. And what better to have a look at him than against a lower team to see what see what he can do? I mean, you, you don't pick him against you don't pick him against Croatia, do you? And then just chuck him straight in. But you, but it's it's more about the training. It's more about can Page look at him for three or four days and go, yes, he has got the quality I need that he will add something to this squad. And that's what this game is about, I think. If Mullin plays against Wigan and picks them off and scores two or three. You know, it's another team from a higher level. He's proved it against Sheffield United. He proved it against Coventry. We all know what a handful he is. We know there is an element of snobbery from other other clubs higher up the pyramid um, that believe that you know players of a certain level shouldn't represent Wales. But you know what? If you're scoring goals at the rate he scores, then he earns his place or he earns his chance and an opportunity. So he earns you know, his chance to train with those players. And the likes of Page can say, is he better than what I've got? Because yeah. I do pick lower league players. Is he better than than what I can bring in? Is he better than a Mark Harris? From what I've seen, and yes. you know, Mark Harris is has played quite a few games for Wales, but Mark He's Harris came for us, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't put him in the same. I mean, he's not in the thirty percent of what of what Mullin does for us. No, and Mark Harris has tipped up tip up the. Oxford United now, so yeah. Uh, so you know, anyway, Mullen, there is precedent for that. Yeah, if Mullen doesn't it's, start, Flynn will drive him down in his Morris Minor to Rob right. Page's house and say, "Look what I've brought you." 
So that's every like incentive. A cat as far with as a bird in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I had to deal with a bird literally an hour ago to my cat. So sensitive. Just, just don't mention. Just don't mention Andy Marriott. But if, Andy Marriott, if you're listening or anybody <laughs> knows Andy Marriott, please get in touch because we'd love to have you on as a right to reply to Brian Flynn's uh, slating of you. Yeah. Uh, Yes, and on that bombshell, time to say goodbye. Let's rattle through a little bit of the feedback that we've had. We had some great comments on the YouTube channel this week, I saw. A uh, comment from Mr. Terry Rat 24 not to be confused with Mr. Terry Rat 25 um, <laughs> she, Terry Rat. I mean, um, I'm sorry, Mr. Rat. Is it double T or one? No, it's not. It's, it's his username. It's just at Mr. Terry Rat 24 Cheers from the States. New to the channel. Great blog. Thumbs up. Thank you very much, Terry. Um, brilliant episodes. Will any of you be at the Man United game? Andy, will you be able? No, you can't. Nah, you replied I'm, saying I'm not no. going. I, I can't. I mean, it was, do, it was either do the East Coast properly or I'll rush from East to West. And we yeah, wanted yeah. to do the East Coast properly. Fair enough. Um, and we've got another comment from Francis Lynch, 9704. Loves to keep us on our toes, does Francis. And he says, some bad reviews lately online for the fat boar. Guess I will find out for myself soon enough. Table service is gone. Not a great sign. Fake Any news. Thoughts? Fake news. I told him that. Yeah, it's wrong. Very wrong. But yeah. He will find it for himself. But yeah. In the words of Ed Miliband, it's just wrong. And on that note, uh, time to say goodbye. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Cheers, like, comment, subscribe and look out for your tickets for the Fit Fest, Fit Stock, whatever event we're calling it. Um, get your tickets yeah. from... My- Is howdy a goodbye? No. no. Well, how What's do they say goodbye in the States? Do I fire a gun Just go, just go and look at your phallic picture in your hotel room. That'll sort you out. Okay. Right, anyway. Bye, everyone. Draw. Thank you.